All right, the Denver Broncos beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers seven to uh, wrong sport. The Colorado Avalanche beat the Tampa Bay Lightning seven to nothing in a Stanley Cup final game. How ridiculous is that? The narrative was: Can the Avs score on Vasilevsky? They've done it for two games now. We go into game three. Yes, that's in Tampa. Yes, that takes on a whole nother meaning of this series. But the Avalanche haven't lost on the road this entire playoffs. So things just keep getting thicker in the grand scheme of this whole series. And the Avalanche have to, have to, have to be feeling good about where they are right now. Two down, two to go. Kyle and I got a lot to talk about. Let's get to it. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Seven to nothing in a game two Stanley Cup final game. Say it ain't so. <laughs> you know, that could be that could be our, our uh, sound check. Not right now. Uh, but wow, what a, a complete dismantling of a two-time defending championship team from beginning to end. There was zero letdown here from the Colorado Avalanche because their their quest is not done. So it doesn't surprise me that they once they got up, they kept going because they know what they're up against. They know that Tampa, you know, two, two games to nothing is nothing. He's won you nothing. This is still Nathan McKinnon. Uh, we haven't won you know what, but they yep. are so close. And thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Follow us on social media outlets, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on G- or excuse me, on Instagram. Gmail mm-hmm. is Locked On Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. Spe- special Sunday, Father's Day edition out there. Happy Father's Day to you, Mr. Sullivan. Happy Father's Day to you, Mr. Missile. Thank you, sir, and all of our fathers listening uh, to humans and furry animals. Or, uh, mm-hmm. they're, they're fathers as well. So, uh, all right, dude. I mean, let's get your initial reaction because I have a feeling uh, it's all good things, clearly. I don't, I don't know what bad you can pull from this game, but give me your thoughts. The bad to be pulled from this game is not wearing the logos that we are wearing right now. Um, mm-hmm. Vasilevsky looked bad. Um, hey, by the way, shoot blocker side. It seems blocker side, man. Blocker um, side. <laughs> and I think the more and more you dissect this game, the worse and worse it looks for Tampa Bay. Like your game winning goal literally is nuke. And then Manson after that. And then you're mm-hmm. you're getting production from Helm and Burakovsky. Household names, right? Like Back-to-back Stanley Cup champions, you're letting just the depth destroy you. And you mentioned, like, yes, Kale had two goals. That's great. But everybody had a goal. Everybody helped out. Like, Cogliano, it's his first game back, had a point. Like, it's it's weird. It's not what you anticipate, not what you expect. But going into Tampa, who knows what you're going to see when you go down there. But this is just... It's elation. This is what you want. 
It's more of the same. The Avs have only lost two games so far, and they're two games to go, right. and they walk home 34 and a half or 37, if you ask the Twitter space, pounds heavier with the cup. But it's an absolute stellar performance. But it's weird because you're like, you want to celebrate, but you know Tampa can be better. For sure. Uh, they they can't get worse. You know what I mean? Um, seriously, I, I don't I don't know how they they get any worse from th- than this unless it's you know ten to nothing, <clears throat> which you don't anticipate that going to happen on on Tampa's home ice. But wow, uh, it, it, what's killing them is Colorado's speed and Colorado's depth. Yep they they don't have they have zero answer for the Av speed. And I didn't see the John Cooper quote. Uh, they they mentioned it during the the broadcast that he made a comment that he didn't think you know Colorado could keep that pace up for the duration of a game, and that really makes me wonder. And I put it up on Twitter. It really makes me wonder about Tampa's scouting department. Yeah how how do you sit <clears throat> if you watched any game from this Avalanche team at any point throughout the year? They don't slow down. They nope. don't stop. It's not like they, they are just constantly in the red. And and for him to say that, like when I heard, they, I think they said that during like the first uh, the first period. And I'm like, oh no, you have you have this all wrong, <laughs> which is odd because he's a great yeah. coach. Um, yeah. and and <clears throat> maybe you know you're even hearing it from the intermission reports and things like that from from ESPN. When uh, Chris Chelios and and uh, Mark Messier are there, and they're kind of saying like, "I've never seen a team this fast play like yeah. this," and I constantly have to remind myself like, "Yeah, for a lot of people out there, this is the first time they're really watching the ABS. We see yeah. we we watched them eighty two times during the regular season and in the playoffs. This is their this is their style of play." They have not changed their style of play because they're in in the Stanley Cup final. And I, I thought there'd be a because they haven't been there in so long. This team hasn't been there. I thought there was going to be a little bit uh, in the first game, like you know, not not the rust part, the nervousness part. Yeah, that has not existed at all. This team is is on point. They know exactly what they're supposed to do. They are well prepared, and you are seeing it. Every minute of two games so far, it, it's been well, with the exception of 42 seconds when Tampa got back into game one. And you got to You got to look at it. This is the Stanley Cup final. You don't anticipate games like this at this level, um, like seven to nothing. Like it, this is extreme. This is and it's shocking. But like when we do the crossovers with Adam, like going into this series. He's talking about Vasilevsky and how he's going to stand on his head and how he's going to do. Like, as a Tampa Bay fan, you have to be sitting here knowing your last line of defense and what you were really holding your hopes on, having the best goalie in the league, for him to look so pedestrian, so out to dry. And they left him out the entire game. Yeah, Like, you're not putting in your backup goalie, Brian Elliott, who looks like Burt Kreischer, but he's got a shirt on. Um, <laughs> like... It's it's bad, especially when you have that top line that everybody talks about, like all this experience and all this pomp and circumstance. They don't show up. And then you have to rely on 
I said it in the Lockdown Avalanche Twitter space, the moment that I realized, oh, this Avalanche team has broke the Tampa Bay Lightning is when Corey Perry starts going after JT Comfer because that's all that they can do to try and spin the momentum their way is to just try something. Yeah. And I was like, oh, we actually have, we're in their heads. <laughs> it's it's true. And you don't see that. You know what I mean? No. Like, it, 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 and that was a just a, a, a bush league move by Corey Perry to to knee. I don't know if you noticed that they didn't replay it. Um, when he's getting up, he deliberately is putting his knee on JT Confer's ankle. Not too long after he puts his stick in the equipment of Darcy Kemper, which Kemper gets called for a penalty for, which I don't understand. Darcy Kemper's literally standing there with his hands in the air. Saying like his his stick is is jammed somewhere in my and honestly I didn't even think Perry deserved a penalty for that. Uh, the his only stick, thing I thought he did was the way he got his stick out of the equipment was by punching. He kind of punched right. He kind of he, he he didn't punch him in the head or anything, like that, but he kind of like just gave him like a shove. Uh, whatever you know, like that, that's yeah. not the worst thing in the world to happen. I really didn't think either one of those guys deserved a penalty, no. and I don't know how you give it to both of them. And if you're going to give it to one of them, yeah, you give it to Perry for throwing that kind of uh, semi-punch. But that's even uh, whatever. But th they are. They, they are in the heads of, of Tampa in more ways than one. And, and Tampa has to be sitting there right now thinking, what do we do? <laughs> how, do we, how do we play this team where we can get past them? Tampa Bay had... All of 16 shots on goal. I mean, they're capable. They have the players. They they have the, the offensive players and offensive capability. But Colorado is a team that is just cruising right now. And I don't mean cruising as a just like smooth sailing. They are, are on a level right now that Tampa Bay is not. Yeah. And I don't know how Tampa Bay closes that gap. I mean, and, even even remove those those forty seconds where Tampa got back into it. If you forget about the, that little lapse that the Avalanche had, outside of that, I, it, it's been a uh, hundred and twenty minutes of of hockey so far, and a hundred and nineteen of them have been ruled by the Avalanche. Yeah, and it, you you say cruising, like this team, they have their foot on the gas the whole way like and if you're for everything the abs are doing especially in game two the lightning aren't like you mentioned like their shots you want to talk about ways to improve how about shoot the puck like going into this series that was one of the points that you said the avalanche need to do is continue shooting on vasileski tampa's not shooting on anything you can't win the no. game if you're not shooting the puck and the thing is it's not like they don't get the opportunity the Avalanche are living in the offensive zone and setting up like they have an eternal power play. <laughs> it's that's, that's true, yeah. I mean, you, they're they're just doing what they want. And you can't you you cannot win hockey games that way, especially with a team this young, this determined, this fast. You can't let them just set up shop and pepper your goalie. You have to try and turn the momentum somehow and try and shake Darcy Kemper. You just hated Darcy Kemper a shutout in the Stanley Cup with 16, 17 shots. How does that make you feel? Yeah, they had, uh, let's see, 
against Darcy Kemper, one medium danger shot, three high danger shots. I couldn't tell you what those high danger shots were. I, I you know what I mean? Like the defense was on point, and and not only did did Darcy Kemper shut out Tampa Bay, Andre Vasilevsky let just about everybody score on him, including guys like Josh Manson. On a two on one, I get it. You know, it's a two on one break. I, I think we were all thinking. Josh Manson is going to pass this puck here, and if he gets a good pass at the right moment, it's a goal. He kept it for himself. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what is going through Josh Manson's head? Like, you got to have some some serious cojones to say, I'm the defender here who's not known for scoring. Uh, I, I got to watch the replay. Who was with him? Do you, do you know off the top of your head who was with him on the two-on-one? That would be Cogliano. Was it Cogliano that was with him? Um, Super finger Cogliano. Did you see that uh, glove set up? That was yeah, yeah, yeah. Super sharp. <laughs> I, I mean, to 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 you know be the head of the two on one, and you're Josh Manson. Say like, I'm going to fire this on net against one of the best goalies in the league and score. Crazy. <laughs> when that happened, I was like, oh boy, this could be a a good night for the Abs. Yeah um let's we're gonna talk about the stats we'll look at the individual players um it, it's just it's never ending uh and you know surprisingly let me see okay he did have an assist talking about nathan mckinnon uh but remember we were talking about time on ice last time with with uh adam this is more what you want to see from the avalanche so we'll get to that it's a little bit easier when you're up you know five six seven and nothing to do kind of quick shifts but We'll talk about that, and of course, we have a sound check to get to. But first, betonline.net, your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Stanley Cup action in Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And betonline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news. For this season it's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events including mma boxing and of course even golf so head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action it's betonline.net where the game starts all right so what are we going to look at here well i want to look at time on ice first because you know that's something that was big on when we did the crossover with uh with adam so time on ice for the abs and i know you know it's gonna it's gonna look a lot better when you're up as by as much as what the app how many minutes are in a hockey game yeah right um the only one that was under 10 minutes is andre burakovsky and why is that because he got hurt and didn't come back so other than that remove him uh let me see who's the lowest here nico sturm 10 minutes 50 seconds so he almost hit 11 minutes. Everybody would have had at least 11 minutes if you remove Burkowski because of the injury. Add 10 seconds to Serum, and everybody's at 11. Nathan McKinnon, 16 minutes and 34 seconds. Mm. You know who had more time on ice than Nathan McKinnon? JT Comfer at 16 minutes and 56 seconds. Uh, Josh Manson did. That's defense, obviously, but... Uh, it, yeah, I get it. It's easier when you, when you have this type of game and you're, you're short shifting guys, but, uh, you had to build up to this somehow. 
and it was it was just what can you say man <laughs> anybody else is like sticking out to you that just had a game where you're like man that guy really stood out and i think we're probably on the same page with this one but go ahead yeah I, honestly it's one of those the effort level from everyone on the avalanche tonight everybody oh. stood up there was no you can't even berkey's goal was good like and i've i'm a very vocal like step it up berkey but yep. like berkey looks good cogliano he was out there making an effort like everyone looked good I and mean, everybody was buying in and you you could have had double digits in this game you Easily. had breakaways that Vasilevsky stopped. I think Logan O'Connor had a breakaway. Um, Burkowski did have a breakaway. And I was just happy that he actually, you know, shot it on net. Didn't sail it wide or anything. I mean, you you made Vasilevsky make a save. Yeah. That's what you wanted to do. So, but for me, man, like Val Nechuskin is playing another level right now. And, it, and it's more than just the scoring. His forechecking is just he is just coding these guys. Yeah, he is just all over them, and and you can see it. Tampa does this thing where they they will they will gain possession of the puck, and I think they're just assuming that the Avalanche are going to make a change. And for the most part, four guys are making a change, and Nachuskin stays out there, and they turn around, and he's right there. Yeah, and they're not anticipating that, and then they just fumble the puck. I'm not saying like there's there were times where Nachuskin regained possession, but there are times that he didn't. But just those little like seconds to make Tampa just it gets your team out there. It yeah. it gets the new line out there, and they're able to set up. It doesn't let Tampa just make headway and and beat them on like the the far side of the ice and go up the. It can't be understated how well he is playing in every aspect of the games right now. He's been he. If this ended now, to me, he's Con Smythe. And I think we one of us picked him for the Con Smythe in the mailbag segment that we did before the. It was earlier in uh, while well, we're in that waiting period before this uh yeah Stanley Cup started I think one of us oh man I'm gonna go back and hopefully it's me I'll look like a genius <laughs> but no like his play is absolutely incredible um for him to outshine Lekkonen with how hot his playoffs have been like in the brightest lights mm. and we were talking about like if you remember him at the beginning to where he is now mm. It's absolutely mind-numbing, and the man's about to get paid. And yeah. hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you know now. It's going to be in Colorado. You can you can worry about the Avs not being able to pay, or kind of worry. Oh, where is Nuke going to go? Nuke is going to be a member of the Colorado Avalanche. So you, there's no worries there. He he will be a member of the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah. No matter what that contract looks uh, like. Yeah, I mean there, and I didn't. I didn't know this. I think they just said this a couple of days ago that he, they were trying to get a contract done with him. You didn't really hear too much about it, probably because no, nothing came of it in terms of, you know, making a deal. But it seemed like they were a little bit off. And this is one of those things where it's like, okay, we're, you know, we, we tried to make a deal. I will uh, let my, my play on the ice do the talking. And then if if all goes my way, you'll have to pay up. And he bet on himself, and he has won. <laughs> I mean, he's won this thing. So it will be interesting to see what the Avs – because the Avs will have a number. 
they'll have something that they can't go over. You know what I mean? And and if if he wants more than that, it's the only thing that would make him not be here anymore. But um, I do. I think he has really earned a, a hefty, hefty pay increase that, that you're right. They're going to have to pay up for him. And this is the stuff that legends are made of. So bring it on, Val. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he, he looked he looked amazing. Um, and then you have Kale McCarr, who just uh, he, he's always everybody's always looking for, you know, the, the stat sheet for him. And, you know, you have to look beyond that for him as well. And, you know, he, he was, he was playing a very good game. He's always in control. And then, you know, and then the goals come and yeah, it was, I mean, it was, he got the last two, right? He did shorthanded the shorthanded one. I mean, again, you, you had, what didn't the abs do here? They, they, they had Josh Manson score on two on one. Uh, they had uh, a shorthanded goal. You had two guys with two goals. You had a power play goal. You just have to throw your hands up and say, like this. This was this was the not only the Abs, probably their most dominant game of the season, uh, but this could be one of the most dominant Stanley Cup final performances ever. Yeah, or or in a very very long time. I was just looking to see if they quantified. Uh, a Nachushkin assist because I know he was kind of getting into it with Stamkos. Like we almost had a Gordy Howe hat trick, even though yeah. we didn't have a hat trick in the game. Like we're checking off your bingo chart. What did so, they say for that? What was that? No, uh, he he did not register an assist through the night, and I don't know if that quantifies as a fight with Stamkos. But you gotta um, have goals. There's a lot of penalties in the end there. Yeah. Um, there was yeah, literally everything was being okay. scored shorthanded, like breakaway, like ugly goals, really good gritty goals. Like that first goal that Newt got was a good, like good place, way to be goal. Like as we're doing everything right, they were, and and I feel like the um, you were when the game gets out of hand like this, you're kind of like looking for the other team to start really gooning it up. And I thought for the most part, Tampa didn't, with the exception of the the Corey Perry yeah. nonsense with him mixing up with JT Confer and then kneeing on his ankle, which is just stupid to do. Uh, I mean, th- there were some scrums and stuff thrown on towards the end, and but I didn't think anything was like egregious and, and you know, uh, high hits or anything like that. So I think Tampa's too smart for that. I yeah. think, that, you know, I think Tampa is the mindset of like, you no, know, we, we, you guys stuck it to us tonight. And we'll lick our wounds and we'll go back home and, and try to equal you. Um, they're not of the mind to really do anything as a team to really make themselves look more foolish than a seven to nothing loss in a Stanley Cup final. So I'll say that. All right. Uh, we have a sound check to get to. So uh, every game, win or lose, Kyle and I will pick a song that we feel best summarizes the action of their most recent game. And we put these songs up on a Spotify playlist. So go to Spotify, search L-O-P-N Soundcheck, follow that playlist. And every time there is a game and we pick songs, they get added to that playlist, which is uh, pretty epic, if you ask me. It is. I mean, when I, I was mowing the lawn the other day, headphones in, hit random on the L-O-P-N yep. Soundcheck, man. It's it's it. Anytime I go anywhere music. with the kids, that's what we're listening to. We love yeah. it. Yeah. 
Uh, and while this is a very family-friendly show, we keep the language uh, very PG, we can't say the same for the the playlist. Uh, and especially uh, for today, this is going to be a, a pretty rough one, at least on my end. I forgot what you used. Oh, no, I, I know yours is. Yeah, yeah. Very uh, clean. Yes, yeah. We're one in, we're uh, Disney and then like horror movie we're going. Uh, but uh, go ahead. What do you got? From everyone's favorite artist of all time, Elmer Bernstein. I'm telling you, I have the shirt, the jacket, the poster. All the vinyls. Elmer Bernstein poster above my bed. Yeah. It's the last face I see before I go to sleep. <laughs> um, the theme song to The Magnificent Seven. How does that go? I can't. I. Oh, that's it. Yeah. I forgot all about that. Um, I forgot. I, I mean, I forgot how the theme went. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. And it's a good movie, both of them. Would you kill me if I said I never saw it? Watch the original first. Well, yeah. I mean, is it the well? Is the second one like a true sequel or like a redo? Redo. Oh, okay. All right. But it's good, just not as good as the original. Classic. I mean, when it, when are they better than the original? Never um all right so that one's gonna be up there for me i went back and forth on a few but <clears throat> uh, the last time the avalanche really like exploded for goals uh i put a song up from my you know maybe my second favorite band of all time an audio slave the song called exploder um so because i can't use that again i'm gonna go the tenacious d route and go with master exploder because uh when you have seven goals in any game that's an explosion of goals. And then when you have it in the Stanley Cup final, that is a master explosion of goals. So, uh, and you can never go wrong with some uh, Tenacious D. Did you see that video they put up of like the Who? Yeah, the medley. Yes. Brilliant. Oh, I have, <laughs> I am very big on everything Tenacious D. Yeah. So I, yeah. I play guitar with a pick of destiny. Do you so. really? Oh, beautiful. Um, if you haven't seen that Who video, go check it out. But, yeah, those two songs are up on the set list for now. And then, all right, we look forward to game number three. Uh, Avalanche have not lost on the road. Mm -hmm. And we keep throwing these things out here. Everybody keeps wanting to say, like, oh, Tampa will come around. Like, we've, we, we know what we're getting in Tampa. Yeah, that's true. But, like, when are we going to start saying, like, this Avalanche team could prevent them from doing what everybody thinks Tampa is going to do? This Avalanche team is that good. And we just want to keep the narrative going of, and I get it. I get because they're the two-time defending champions. They've proven themselves. But man, like when you have an Avalanche team that is just running them, I don't see the narrative changing to going into game three because it's going into Tampa. Everyone's still going to give Tampa the benefit of the doubt. And you always get these, well, they've been here before. They were just here in the last series against the Rangers when the Rangers uh, won the first two games, and then look what happened. And I keep saying, that's not the Avalanche. The Rangers are not the Avalanche. And then the thing that Adam uh, tagged uh, tagged me in for on Twitter about five times they've lost game one and then have gone on to win all of those series. And this was, none of those series were against the Avalanche. And people were like, you you, I get it. You can throw those out there to make yourselves feel better and make the fan base feel better. But that fan base is not feeling good right now. That fan base cannot be sitting there saying like, oh, we're okay. We're fine. We, we've been through this before. You haven't. 
you have not been run like you had the last two games. And I know you came back in game one, but you had you didn't have a lot to celebrate. That was a lot of celebrating in a short amount of time. The rest of it was all abs. So, and, and what the abs have done so far in the postseason, like I said, winning every single home game. I don't know if they're going to, but they have as good a shot as anybody to go do that in game three. You remember when everybody laughed at me for saying abs in five? Sure do. I said, this team hasn't done anything yet where I shouldn't believe them. Um, continue that logic in the game three. Why should we doubt the Avs going on the road where they haven't lost? And I don't know if anybody else was watching that game last night. That is a team that looks like they have no more gas, no more energy, mm-hmm. no more emotion. Um, re- we remember we were talking about Corey Perry in the first incident with Darcy Kemper. And in the second in- incident, they didn't believe they even had a chance in that game to where like Corey Perry tried it again. You know, that was the second time. And then him skating to the bench, there was no shaking of the head from John Cooper or, I can't believe you did this to me. No, they didn't care. There was no effort, no fight. You could see in the stats, the shot totals. We were anticipating going into game two, oh, Tampa's going to be mad. They're going to be angry. They're going to come out there and yeah. guess what? That was If that's mad and angry, give it to me again. <laughs> yeah. Like, yep. What are we scared of here? The Avs continue to keep building. You heard Kale McCarr, I'm not celebrating tonight. Right. Like this team is meant and determined and they're on a mission. So until they prove me otherwise, if they go out there and lose 7 nothing in Tampa Bay, then I'll be like, okay, Tampa's back. But then game yeah. four, get ready for the Avs. Right. Good point. I mean, I think... Uh, there's always a possibility that you know they're just going to lose this game, mm-hmm. in ga- or a game. I'm not saying game three, yeah. but uh, but even I kind of have the feeling like even in a loss, it's still going to be a competitive game for the Avs. You know what I mean? It's not like th- th- I don't see Tampa turning around and doing exactly what the Avs just did to them. I don't see Tampa doing that to the Avalanche. So if we do get a four to three game where Tampa wins. Okay, that's a positive. Like I, I'll be okay with it. You're you're up. You did what you needed to do. You took care of home ice. Tampa, if they go out and win game three, they're in the process of of doing what they need to do. But if the if it's a close game in game three and you take them to overtime, let's say that like I still have as much confidence going into game four as I do going into game three. Yep. And I don't think there's any reason to believe Tampa's just all of a sudden is going to flip this switch and blow the avalanche out of the water, just like the avalanches did to them. So I, I think they can, you know, Tampa can definitely win a game. This isn't over. Um, And and like I said in our crossover, I would prefer they win a game so we can celebrate yeah. this thing on home ice. That's, that's, uh, that's just if they I know it's probably come sacrilegious out, to say that, but, you know. I if just they come out scoring one or two goals in that first period in game three, <clears throat> What does Tampa have to play for? Just forfeit the fourth game. <laughs> Dude, if like, they do that again, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be bad. So believe in this team. Like, be confident. It's been 21 years as fans. Be confident. Yeah, I, I, I wonder 
what the psyche of, of Vasilevsky is right now because they didn't pull him. I don't know if there's maybe some like reverse psychology going on to, to leave him out there and give up all seven goals and, and maybe that you know motivates him. Uh, but to not pull him, uh, I don't know. I thought that was a little bit odd to me. So, but you know, he's the type of guy that will use it as motivation. So, uh, even even if he got pulled with, with letting five goals in, you know, that's still enough for him to be like, okay, I'm I'm gonna go into overdrive mode, which he's capable of doing. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think the Evans are gonna slow down whatsoever. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a a tall task. But we always say this like. The first five, 10 minutes, especially on their ice, is going to be key. Avalanche have gotten out hot in both games. They want to keep that going. They don't care that they're on somebody else's ice, but it could be a little bit tougher. So we shall see. Um, that's going to wrap it up for today, everybody. Send comments. I'm sure everybody's is loving life right now. Darcy Kemper with a, a shutout. He didn't get tested all that much, but hey, Shutout is a shutout. Um, and that gives him confidence. You know what I mean? Goalie's on opposite ends right now. And who thought we'd be saying that by game three? The the, the narrative was completely flipped before game one even started. Yep. So, uh, all right. We will be back on Monday. And that will be game three. So, um, enjoy this special Sunday edition. Enjoy being up two to nothing. Enjoy the seven to nothing win. Things are looking good for the Avalanche. Two down, two to go. Let's get things done. He is Mr. Kyle Sullivan, Shaggy Von Doom. I am Chris Maselli. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated, everyone. And uh, go check out Locked On NHL. Make that your second listen of the day. Get caught up on things going around the league because there is stuff going on around the league other than uh, the abs and lightning in the stand up final all these coaches seem to be getting hired right now so go check that out all right everybody thank you for tuning in appreciate it do nothing gotta love it see you guys Monday. go abs go